Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. All right, orientation is locked. Looks like we're going to be doing it crazy today. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Orange. I'm neon. It's 1980s. How are you doing? Um, I'm going to lower this since I've never... Oh, no, that's the wrong thing. Well, good morning, everyone. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And as always, one day we'll get a sponsor from Diet Coke. Taking religious, you know, we're gonna take the religion out. You know, we'll just be, you know, positive. We're gonna positive. The power of Diet Coke. Oh. Brushing my hair earlier today. Got a lot of it. It's very nice. Um, some cool things are happening. Tell me if you can notice. <laughs> some cool things are happening. What are those? <laughs> I was trying to give you guys clues today to what's what's happening. Because oh my record. Things are empty, and there's boxes. What could be? What What could that be? Um, good news is I have not been evicted from from my apartment. Um, I am getting ready to move and to uh, move to a place closer to my children's, and I'm very excited about that. This thing is driving me crazy. Um, and so it happened. I got the place. And it was wild. <laughs> because I had to I had to put <laughs> it was great because my friend Teresa, who I've known for years, actually I think Teresa at one point didn't was was kind of my, a critic of me. Um, but we've become friends, and I think she likes no, she definitely likes me now. Um, but she got a, her and her husband, her partner, um, got a place, bless me, um, got a place, so their old place, I got into, now I looked at a bunch of different places, and I want to, I want to say something about affordable housing, is one, is being able to live in affordable housing has been, hugely helpful for me. Um, but strangely enough, it's not that affordable. Um, I guess in Seattle or Washington state terms, it's affordable. I, I went to look at one right before I got the okay. I went and looked at two different apartments, um, right before I got the okay for the, um, apartment I'm moving into. And one is this very beautiful, big affordable housing building. And they have different levels of affordable, like, you know, for people like different, you know, incomes. And I met with the management and she was telling me how they've had a bunch of people quit. And I honestly have not talked to anybody so nervous in my life. It was like the combination of like what I felt like when I met Mike Ness for the first time. You know, um, or if I ever meet like John Lydon or, you know, Chuck D or something like that, um, you know, you just get nervous and uh, like touching your head, your face. And, yeah, so yeah, I love that great album. But she was very nervous, but it was almost as though like a nervousness of like, is this guy going to scream at me? Am I going to, you know, like she was disarming a, a bomb. Um, and it was really sad to see like the state of affordable housing in this, this city 
Um, because also where I live is affordable uh, housing. I think they call it HUD. Um, and the management here is always fried. Like they're just ready. They're just cocked and ready because they have to deal with so much bullshit constantly. And I think I talked to you guys about a few months ago how I brought the flowers because I argued with uh, one of the management here. And then I was like, oh, wow, I should, you know, what would my mom do? Um, so who knows, you know, like affordable house, I might have to like join the affordable housing board in Washington and state and be like, things have got to change. I mean, because you realize how impossible it is for humans to get into apartments. Like if they don't have, oh, well, this one, you have to have three months of, of rent in, like you have to be paid three months worth of rent. So if something happens, you have, it's like no one could really get a fresh start. Even in affordable housing, it's almost impossible to get a fresh start. So getting homeless people into apartment buildings is nearly impossible. That's why they'll have to have special projects to get homeless people places to live, or they have to be co-signed for. Um, and this is a great tragedy in this country. I mean, we are literally in the richest country in the world, and people are are losing their homes. If you lose your job, you're going to lose your home. If you lose your job, you're going to lose your health insurance. You know, it's just this system is built around being producers, being good, good workers, good, good worker bees. And it's insane. It, it, it really is insane. Um, I see Robert saying that it was two years waiting list for affordable housing. And that was some of these places too. They, they just luckily had two places come up and one was a studio and one was a three bedroom. Um, but then I realized like the three bedroom, I was like, oh, this would be great because each kid could have their own room and we could do that princess thing that Minnie wants to do. <laughs> and, um, but then I realized I didn't really make enough. I don't think I made enough to live there. It was really weird. And uh, this is my monologue. Don't worry, this isn't the sermon. Um, or the talk, <laughs> the talk. Did I say sermon? That is a Freudian slip. Um, man, I woke up this morning and did not want to talk to you folks. I'm not going to lie. Not you particularly, but I just didn't want to. I, I was just, ugh. All this moving going on, having the kids. Milo had his first jujitsu um, jiu-jitsu uh, competition yesterday and it's really hard to watch your kids fight even in a controlled <laughs> setting <laughs> it was very karate kid vibe but man my son is um i'm so proud of him he's just he got his t one of his teeth knocked back uh, well luckily it was a baby tooth you know in the middle of the thing i had to stop the round he was bleeding and and he's a pretty sensitive guy you know he, he was shooken but then he went in and did another one and it was you know i don't know it was it's wild you know, being a nonviolent dad, but having a son doing jujitsu. Now I want to take something, but I want to take like Bruce Lee karate. So I can be like, Ooh. anyway. Uh, oh, there's a point to this shirt too, by the way. <laughs> Get to that in a minute. Um, so yeah, so the world is kind of screwy. And that's a lot, of, that's where we're heading as usual, I guess. But the world is kind of screwy and we're going to head there a little bit today. Um, so I have over 16 boxes of books that I packed. I sold over three book boxes of books. Um, I, I, my books get a little less religious and a little more, more philosophical, um, which is interesting. Um, but the punk rock books stay. But when I, you know, so I applied for my, my apartment, this, this apartment I really wanted because I mean, I, I can see my kid's school from the, the window, from the back window, I can see my, my kid's school. So that's a big deal, you know? And there's parks around there and all this stuff. And where I live, it's kind of like, you know, Taco Bell, McDonald's, and the parks are kind of questionable, you know? Um, so I'm very excited. It's, it's gonna cost me a little bit extra. Um, I, I, I'm lucky that I, I have my ex-in-laws, you know, seem to be really, said, hey, listen, if you have any trouble, let us know. We'd be glad to help. So I've got some good people uh, willing to kind of help a little bit um, because I'm so stubborn and want to just continue to do this work. 
But it was funny because they checked my, uh, my credit score. And uh, <laughs> the guy was like, you don't have bad credit. You don't have good credit. It's almost as though you have no credit. And I guess for my first divorce, we did credit counseling and I just swore off credit cards. But even that was like weird. And then he was like, and how do I know that this is really your, you know, you're telling me these are the people that pay you. I'm like, yeah, this is an organ, you know, we, we pay a group to do all of our finances. So, cause they thought like I was just having to call a secretary and be like, yeah, this is what he gets. I'm like, they're not like that. Like I pay them. They're an international, they're like, I mean, not international, but they're a company based in New York that handles payroll systems for people. So make sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed so you can check their their, you know, their stuff, um, you know, check their legitimacy, you know, and Vice, who I, I worked with and did some um, booking for, I said, you know, contacted them, but it was still tough. That's my point. It's like, I'm still, I'm making a living or trying to make a living. And it was still really tough to get a house because I've had issues because I don't have credit cards, you know, and, and things like that. So the point is we've got situations in this country that are screwy that we're not paying attention to. Like affordable housing should be something we're talking more about, you know? Um, DeSanto and Disney, you know, whatever. But I, don't, I prefer to be hearing about affordable housing in the news and healthcare in the news and mental health care in the news uh, and, and things like that rather than like all the bullshit that they distract us with. Um, and it's not bad when it's your bullshit, you know, <laughs> you know, but really like there's like situations that just affect all people all across the board that really actually could unite us together, um, and, 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 and help each other, um, as human beings, as conservatives and Republican, I mean, <laughs> conservatives and Republicans, both parties. <laughs> I like both types of mu music, country and Western. Um, you know, um, lots of things. Yeah, I mean, I see people throwing out ideas, you know, uh, price control, uh, salary caps, raise wages. Yes, I mean, these are all ideas and things that we should be talking about and the news should be talking about. Um, but instead, we're, we're focusing on, on things that keep us divided and arguing and, and, and the country's literally just become shit in my opinion. Um, I had an argument with a friend of mine who, who's, who's a conservative friend of mine, and they really went at me over some things. And I posted something that might have had, like, was a little bit exaggerating, you know, because I, I post a lot on my Instagram. And we had a talk. I took it down, and we had a conversation about it, but it was still like this, like, separatist, good guy, bad guy thing. And I, hey, uncle, hey, nephew, James. But it's still this situation of where we're so divided and we're arguing over things that, you know, ultimately aren't like, oh, crime and crimes caused by these people or those people. And I'm going like, this isn't, a, this is about economics and low economic systems and poor people and things like this is, these other things are distractions of what they try to tell us to get us to fight to each other and have us fear and look for saviors. You see what I'm saying? Rather than the reality of saying, the system is broken, you know? The system is really, really broken. And so when you get sick and you don't have health care and you go bankrupt and you lose your house and then you try to get your feet back on, it just doesn't happen, unfortunately. All right, so there you go. Now, here's the other things that are happening, and this is what they wanted us to do the talk about today. And we're going to be in First John today. Um which I'm excited about. I, I, but I wrote down some notes and I think they're interesting. And um, as I was arguing like these political systems and arguing about this uh, killing uh, that happened on, on the train and things like that, long responses and it was a little heated, but um, Here's, here's the sad thing, maybe, and I don't know if any of you get apathy every now and then, but where you just so go, all of a sudden you just go, I don't care. 
Like, I, I, I don't care enough about this situation to argue about this situation. I kind of want to leave it up to the courts and see what happens because <laughs> I'm tired. Like, every week is a different argument about a different situation. And I don't like to be apathetic. That is one of my least favorite qualities in humanity. Um, and, and, and I feel it happening sometimes. Be, and I, I think it's because it's being overwhelmed. Now, it's very hard for me to even say that to you. Like, I feel like, oh, don't cancel me because I don't care about every situation. Um, you know, and I think there's this human fear of, 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 of being average sometimes. I think we're afraid that we're going to be fat average if we're not constantly, like, fighting the system, you know. But sometimes we've, we've got to breathe and take a breath and, and think these things out. And, and for me, it's taking a breath and relaxing. It's trying to remind myself root problems in these, these issues, you know. Um, I, I believe capitalism has, has really run its course, you know. And um, it's just been so abused that it, it, we're in a bad place right now. Um, what does this have to do with Jesus, Jay? Listen, I'm so left. I'm not a Democrat anymore. I'm not a Republican anymore. But I, I was never a Republican. But I'm, I'm not either one. And so I don't feel like a lot of the times um, I have a dog in the fight, you know? Like, there's certain things I respect about both parties, believe it or not, that I can see. But I feel like both parties have kind of gone insane and are just playing like they've become like rag magazines, like, you know, like the Enquirer magazines. And they're just, we argue over these hot button issues. And you're going like, really, guys? Like, you know, I mean, I, I get it. Like gun control, I think, is probably one of the most important things we need to do. We need to get automatic weapons off the freaking street now. Um, that would be good. Um, but. You know, that would be my, my one sticking point that might make me, me, I mean, that would be a very big voting point. But also just health care for people and affordable housing for people. Um, because we're living in a world right now where if you think about it, everything we see it leads us to being either apathetic or sad and overwhelmed. You know, a lot of what's going on all over. Um, and how do we make it? You know, I mean, I'm curious how you guys are making it every day, you know, and I, I, I read the BBC a lot because I have a lot of uh, people I love and care about in the UK and, and I just think it's easier to, they, they're a little bit more solid for an American. <laughs> I don't know about the, 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 the English feel about them, but from an American standpoint, I feel like I get a little bit more of a, a honest answer on our news. Um... But, you know, I see, like, people can't afford to pay their heating. And all these things are happening. And then gas companies are making record prices over there. So I, I think we're all in similar boats together and struggling through some of this stuff together. Um, so honestly, uh, what would be great, honestly, <laughs> is when we post this talk, um, on Instagram and we post it on Facebook and we post, I post it now. I've been posting them on, um, my, even my, my Jay Baker Facebook page and on Twitter is that, you know, maybe someone says, Hey, Jay asked this and this, how we're making it through this time. I could even ask the question if it need be, it's fine. What are we doing to get through this every day? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the bright shirt. I'm glad you brought that up. The reason I have this bright shirt on is because I don't feel like myself. I always wear dark blue or black. Even It's taken me a long time to wear dark blue shirts. And then I'm moving, and I found this shirt when I was moving. And I was like, I'm going to wear this crazy green shirt that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because I feel like I'm uncomfortable with the world right now. And I feel like this shirt is just like, I don't feel normal. I feel like the world's gone mad. And so Jay has gone mad. I, cut the sleeves off, it could be Miami Vice, right? Because remember, you know? But the thing's like one day at a time, but it's one day at a time with like nuclear war. Like, you know, we keep hearing it like, oh, the Russians are talking about nuclear war and these things are talking about nuclear war and, you know, North Korea's doing up and in their nuclear war. So that's like end of world stuff. Um, 
global warming, uh, ice is melting and continues to melt. Uh, I saw an article yesterday, and I don't know if it was true, and I didn't go through it, but I was like, of course. And it was like, New York is sinking because of the skyscrapers. I, I was just like, of course it is. You know, of course it is. And, and we're shooting and killing each other on the streets. So one of the reasons I think gun laws are very important is because when we're all going through this type of tension and we're all on the edge, like, you know, like barely driving is safe right now. You know what I mean? Much less having a gun. Um, I had a, um, I had a, one time I had somebody show me their gun, you know, and then recently I had a, this, this guy pulling in front of me or behind me and he was really mad and he, and I, and I, I don't know why if I didn't let him in right or something, it was a big truck and he did this. I just lost it. I, I opened my door. This is your grace loving guy. And I said, dude, people are being killed in masses by shootings. And that's the sign you decide to make towards me. I'm like, give me the finger, give me a thumbs up, do something else. But this is not the place. It was like, you know, it's like just going mad. What was that movie where where uh, where the character just loses it? He's like uh, breaking down. Um, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. It was, you know, it, it starts with them not like having breakfast. He's like shows up for breakfast at like McDonald's and it's one mass pass and like, sorry, we're only serving lunch. And he's like, it's one minute past and he loses his mind. It's the same guy from Romancing the Stone. Anyway, you guys can have fun with that trivia. Um, political, po politics are, are, are really shitty. Politicians are really shitty and seem, don't, don't seem like the sharpest tools in the shed right now. They don't really seem smart. They seem like they're pulling the thing. And honestly, if you took away a few issues, a few buzz issues and wiped them aside, you might realize that they're very similar, you know? Um, if you took a few of the key issues that they continued to, to fight over and make us afraid about, or, you know, oh, you're going to lose your rights over here, or, oh, they're going to come home and take over your, you know, they're going to make your kids gay, you know? Like, if we, like, if, if, if those things weren't involved, and those are very important things, and like abortion and all that stuff is very important things, but what I'm saying is, is they keep it focused so they don't have to talk about economy, they don't have to talk about finances, and really um, even focus on gun control. I mean, you look at what these, a lot of these conservatives have done with the gun control conversation is like, but we gotta keep kids from getting the, the you know, the treatment for, for trans, being transgender. You know, so everybody, there, there are a lot of these distractions. And so I just feel like the political system's gone mad. Um, And in the conformity of, uh, of feeling safe with a certain group, then we all of a sudden become divided and unsafe with another group. And so we're fighting after each other. Um, and for me, at this point with all this stuff that's going on and why I'm wearing my green shirt, it's just life seems pointless. Like I don't want to live in a life where you have to work all the time, you have to suffer and, and go through such horrific stress just to move closer to your children, to be a good kid, to be a good person, to be able to talk to other people who think differently than you, like that we can't literally be in rooms with people who have different conversa different conversations with, you know, like that's America, you know, it's religion, it's politics, it's life, it's music, it's everything. And like this conversation I was trying to have, and all of a sudden it was just making fun of me, making fun of me, you know. Oh, 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 oh you don't know what you're talking about, you know. And it was it was aggressive, you know. And it's like, what are we doing with each other? This isn't how we solve things. And I wasn't. I was. I was struggling to argue well, to be honest with you, and have the tough conversation. So where did we go with this? We go to First John. I, I think I may have packed my regular Bible. Oops. Um, that was a, 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 a 30 minute rant there, guys. Sorry about that. Um, Thank you.
Thank goodness I have my bifocals. Um, or, or, or today would have not happened at all because this is like tiny. So, so I'm going to start with 1 John 1, 5 because I think this is an interesting thing. We're going to skip around or cherry pick or whatever you want to call it. Um, so first, uh, first John one, five says, this is the message that we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in God, there is no darkness at all, you know, and you think about the dark night into the soul and things like that, but I, I want to go with this theme of, of the idea of, of there is no darkness at all. Look at this bright green shirt. Um, there is no darkness at all. Now, there's some stuff about rich people and things like that, which would be really great to do, but for time's sake, we're not going to go over that. Um, 1 John 4, though. So no darkness. Now, now, why I felt like this would work today, because I wasn't really sure it would work, because we're all in a bit of darkness in this country with each other. And we're all struggling. And it just feels like our leaders have just become really petty, pathetic with each other. And it's just... It doesn't feel safe, it feels dark, it feels overwhelming um, to the point where apathy starts to get in because you know, all of us, like how are you guys dealing with this? I'm asking, I'm asking again, how are you dealing with this? Like I know Zoe has children and I know Zoe has dates, you know what I mean? Like, and I know Zoe has a really tough job. Like these, this is life, we're, we're you know, we're, we're Zoe and myself have very similar struggles of, of things we're trying to do and accomplish, and, and it's tough. And you kind of just have to do it day by day, you know? Um, and when you, you know, so, it, you know, and the children, God, it brings so much, you know, the kids bring, you know, so much to, like, just the focus of, like, oh, this is a whole different level now, you know? Um, and you worry about this stuff. And what kind of world are we living, leaving our children but what I really want to talk about this darkness is because I want to talk about, like, if we're subscribing to this concept of Christianity, if we're subscribing to this idea of we're going to follow either Jesus or the concept of Jesus or this idea, Christianity is the main kind of foundation of this community, okay? We're going to hear different things and, and different stuff as, as we go on. But the Bible is, like, the tool, my, my main tool for this this, this community. And, and I say it that way because I know a lot of you just aren't necessary believers. And I'm a believer, but in a much different way. You know, I'm not like this uh, confessional believer. I don't like, I don't want to hear Christian politics or something. I, I mean, there's a few things I, I like. I like uh, scholarship. I like good Christian scholarship. Uh, but, but besides that, I'd rather listen to other stuff. I, I don't want to be in the Christian culture anymore. I don't like the way Christians treat each other or talk to each other, not on the right or on the left. I think both are missing it. kind of feel like the politicians, everybody's gone mad and is scapegoating. And I hate scapegoating. You know, that's the other thing is like scapegoating just it doesn't work because if you keep looking deeper into who you're scapegoating, you know, or, or you look into what your party or your side, more, you know, maybe we're not so different. I know it's hard for people to believe, and it pisses them off. I know. I, I will honestly tell you, I was that way, God, 10 years ago. If you were to, like, question the, the, the Democratic Party and say, oh, the Green Party, I'd be like, you're throwing your vote away. What the hell are you doing? This is, oh, look what everything we've done, you know. And, and then I had some people challenge me and push me and to look deeper, and I did, and I go, oh, there's, there's the, these guys are also, you know, buying up stock in, in, in big pharma and, <laughs> and gun companies <laughs> and things like that. It's like they probably don't get as much as the other ones. You're like, we're pro-gun, but they're like, just don't get rid of the guns. You can say you don't like them, but, you know, oh, okay. Um, but let's look at this, John. Why, what the darkness part, the darkness part of, 
of God is not in darkness. There's no darkness there. It's like this this shirt, um, no darkness. But we're all feeling crazy and wearing neon. Um, 1 John 4 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit. See whether they come from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, I will tell you that this talk, this this verse right here has been used against me a million times. I've been the false prophet. But what I wrote next to it was fruit. And as we talked about in Galatians before, is that when when you hear something that it says, you, you know, the false prophets have gone out into the world. But like, how do we t- test this? How do you test the spirits? And as, as Paul said, you test the spirits through the fruits of the spirits. So the test is peace and patience and kindness and joyfulness and self-control and a bunch of other ones I forgot. Um, there it is. Let's see. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Think about how many people, I used to think fruit was like, like, like if you, how you tested a pastor was if they had a giant church or a successful church. But how many successful churches have you seen where the pastor is not, is not uh, have love or joy, you know, and, or gentleness or self-control? You know, so I struggle to be gentle and and struggle to have self-control. It is really, really tough in times like these. And and I I want you guys to know, like, you're not alone. Like, this is what I'm dealing with. Like, I'm so frustrated with the the state of the world right now that I don't, you know, I'm just, and I want to share that with you. Like, you're not alone. Like, the bills are frightening. The government's frightening. The freaking hearing nuclear war is frightening. And you just kind of go like, ugh. But I have kind of tried to make a decision is to live my life one day at a time. Learn that in the 12-step program. Of course, even before that, my mom used to sing the song, One day at a time, sweet Jesus. <laughs> um, and appreciate the things I have in my life. You know, my children, uh, the relationship I have with my ex-wife, uh, another relationship I have, you know, and some of my friendships that I have, you know, and just try to really live in those moments, you know, because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't want to go over an hour today. Um, seven. It says, Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who love loves is born of God and knows God. And I think this is interesting because it's not saying everyone who knows the Torah or everyone who knows the Scripture, because usually when Scripture is mentioned in the New Testament, it means Torah. Um, Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed amongst us in this way. It was revealed amongst us. Uh, God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And I like that kind of we might live through him. He's saying, you know, God sent Jesus to kind of show us that God's not a monster in a way or the the reality of what this is. But the idea is that God is love. And if you know love, you know God. And there's a lot of people who are not Christians or are not, uh, not spiritual people, but they know how to love. You know, I know a lot of conservative friends who are who, who are great and think I'm a little mad with a lot of my belief systems, but they really know love. And for me, it's like they've glimpsed God. They've got a peek of that. There's something real that that passes beyond understanding of the you know the the the, the, the genuine. They got the genuine. It's not just the the It's not just the assemblies of God or the or, or the Baptists or the Catholic or whatever they grew up with. It's, it's that they're, they saw something genuine and something genuine that says, I've got to help you no matter what. I'm going to love you when we disagree. And believe it or not, there's a lot of great uh, conservatives out there who do that as well. Actually, I find that the progressives are struggling more with that now. They're, they seem to be the more angry group and, and more exclusive and less inclusive of those type of people, unfortunately. Um, uh, so 
Let's look at this even more. So whoever God does not love and does not know, God, for God is love, God love was revealed amongst us in this way. God sent his only son into the world. I'm going to skip a little bit. I'm going to skip 10 just for time's sake and uh, jump into 11. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfectly in us. So when we're feeling this insanity, maybe these are the answers. Maybe this is what's calling us to do is that we love each other, that we figure out a way to love our, our, our enemies. We love those with different politics than us. I mean, really, people with different politics, I don't necessarily think should be our enemies, but they often do become enemies because uh, they're anti-you, you know? They're anti-people you love and you care about. Um, but how do we do that? How do we that, give that type of love that Dr. King gave to his enemies? You know, how do we do that, uh, that type of revelation that, that uh, Brother Malcolm X came to at the end of his life, you know, uh, all right, well, we're going to love these people. We've got to work on us, but we've got to love these people too. Like, you know, that came from pure Islam. I mean, yeah. So, you know, you see when he, when he experienced, when he went to Mecca, you know, so, 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 so you see there's something here. Um, and who knows, maybe that would lead to some sort of compromise. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but I feel like you can't beat this dead horse enough right now because it just, it's just disappointing. Like the other night when I had this argument online, uh, it was private, but I just wanted to give up. I was just done. I was with my kids and I was just was angry and I was tired and I was just done. And I thought, do I even care? Like, why do I even give a damn, you know, about this shit? Like, let the court figure out, let this, you know, but, you know, the courts aren't always right. The people aren't, you know, I mean, there's always a different story. There's all these different situations, but it was really just like, I just was like, I'm done. I, I don't, like, here I am telling everybody to argue well, and I get in an argument, and I just want to give up, you know? So I feel it. And I feel what you're feeling. We feel this. And so this is what I come to. These are the things that ring in my mind. These are the things that my mom taught me. I mean, my mom and my mom teaching me, and we'll get to the end of over uh, five, where she used to say, we're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, you know? Um, and I can tell how it's affecting me. You know I mean? I've been obsessing, getting a little obsessive compulsive about certain things. I think that was another reason I challenged myself to wear a green shirt because I am so CD about what I wear. Um, is it, 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 you know, uh, become very obsessive compulsive and then get into things and, and I start collecting things. And when I start collecting things, I know something's wrong. I know there's some sort of trauma that I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring. So I'm exposing that to you guys right now. Um, what I love here, though, too, is that it says God is love. And I remember a lot of people didn't like that. Uh, my Calvinist brothers and sisters were, oh, God's more than that. And I'm like, well, it says God's love here. And if you love, you don't love, you know, God. And they, they didn't like it. And that was, you know, a few years ago. Since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. So if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. So skip worship. I mean, if you like music, that's great. And go and sing at this church. But if, you know, that's not really loving God, going like, God, I love you. You know, God's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, God's saying, eh, if you want to love me, love somebody else. Love the other. You know, love everybody else. You know, God's like, you've probably heard some bad things about me. <laughs> and if you think I'm a jerk, wait until you meet the guy I want you to talk to or the gal I want you to talk to. I mean, have you ever talked to like a super conservative Christian who, or not even Christian, just super conservative person who's just, oh, they're so angry about everything. But also, like, have you ever met anybody like, um, did you ever see uh, Portlandia and the, the, uh, the, the feminist bookstore, you know? And it's like you talk to a liberal and everything they say, you're there offended by like, could you please not say that word? Oh my God, could you do it? Oh my God. You know, so you go like, 
or you're not safe and, and you're not safe or whatever people say. It's not even that they're not safe. It's like, you're kind of a jerk and you're kind of a jerk and you're all making fun of each other. Half of you are casting the others to hell saying, oh, they're horrible. And, they're, and then the other half are like, oh, look at these stupid evangelicals. <laughs> and I'm going like, even the church is wicked. Like, it's just everybody's pissed and acting like a fool. Like, that's why, I, you know, I, I really, I really like the guy uh, who I talk to a lot about, talk a lot about here doing um, the good scholarship stuff is because I want to hear about scholarship. Sometimes he gets into the political stuff and I'm like, eh, I want to hear the scholarship stuff, you know, that gets me excited, gets me thinking differently and interested in that. Um, so I'm so bored of Christianity, just everybody's taking the piss out of everybody else, you know, and... Um, and nobody's happy. And that great thing, what I found is very liberating for me lately is that no one's been happy with me. You know, I got gun guys saying like, you're not gonna make it, you know? And then I've got uh, conservatives being like, how could you welcome those? I mean, not uh, gun guys, which are the, then I have my liberal, some liberal folks telling me like, how could you welcome liberals and, I mean, conservatives and Republicans into your thing? Don't you know what they're doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, actually I can. And then we are, so <laughs> there you go. Come and check it out. <laughs> it's happening. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting to see, like, nobody's freaking happy, you know? And, and it's like, whose line are you going to tow? Who are you going to keep happy? Boom, who must I appease not to be destroyed, you know? Um, let's go on. So God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us when we love each other. Not... When I sit down and study my Bible, oof, getting better, you know. Um, not when I sit and I meditate. I mean, that does help, to be honest with you. But love is perfected in us when we love each other. When we just go, oof, okay, I'm still going to try to love this person. You know, anybody who's married knows what that's like. Um, but even if you have close friends, you know, you know what that's like sometimes. You get in those things, you but you know you love that person enough, you're like, that this situation is not gonna screw this up. I'm not gonna let this happen. I even said to my dad, Dad, I can't try anymore because it hurts when you don't take my calls, but my boundary has a big door on it and that door is open and you can come through it, man. It's there, it's open, I love you, and that's what love has done for me, is that, you know what, matter of fact, we don't even have to talk about like your love for Trump and all that weird stuff that you're into, like, or all the weird stuff that you think I'm into, because my stuff's got to seem weird to you as well. We don't even have to talk about that. I would just be glad to love you and be your son and have you spend some time with the kids, you know? So sometimes we got to do that, folks. Like, don't let these political folks, don't let people's other agendas, even your own agendas, like, destroy love. Like, when you become bitter and angry, it's just, I've watched so many groups that start these groups. They're all, oh, we all think alike, and we all don't like the same people. And then when they run out of those people, they turn on each other. All right, I'm going to skip 13 and 16. Uh, I'm doing this just for time's sake because I'm almost at it. We're already at 45 minutes. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. So if you want to be godly, love. And if you want to be loving, you've got God. <laughs> That's what this guy in First John is saying, <laughs> you know. That's why I like the Bible, because it is like you can find different stuff in different places. <laughs> this is such different things. And today, this is the different thing. And this is something I, I strongly agree with. Um, I love it, because what was the famous... Uh, famous, uh, I think it was a theologian or somebody who said, what do I love when I love my God? And I think he wrote like a whole book on it. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to write a book. I can just tell you what you love when you love God is you love others. And that was something that I've seen in a few really cool people over my life. Um, my mom, for one of them, uh, but other people, conservative pastors I've seen who, who've done it. You know what I mean? Like, Assemblies of God pastors I've seen do it. I've seen, uh, I've seen my trans pastor friends do it. You know, I've seen people do it. I'm like, man, 
if I could get you guys all in a room together, you would all be able to have conversations and show respect and show love. You know, there are great people out there from different, that are sensible. Um, unfortunately, it just doesn't seem like the media or the social media covers that, you know, and, and that's not what we're able to focus on, you know. How can we create a safer space? Maybe we just stop, maybe we just shut off social media and become human again, I don't know. But I do like hanging out and chatting with you all. It's, it is fun, but it is a bit addicting. All right, I'm gonna jump over 17 and over to 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Now this is interesting because I was taught growing up is that you fear God. And then I saw Brenna Manning talk, and I don't know if this is right or not, and I would love to talk to our friend uh, about this, uh, and we will because we're going to have him in July, I think. Um, but... Brennan Manning said, fear God is not fearing God. It is awe, wonder, respect, and reverence. It's more of like how you see a motorcycle and you respect it so you can drive it and you have reverence for it so you don't kill yourself. You know, it's kind of this respect thing. Um, it's not like, ah, because if perfect love casts out all fear, then if you fear God, you don't, there's not perfect love there. If you're supposed to fear God, then it's not perfect love. You understand what I'm saying? Now, another reason I wanted to read this, that there is no fear in the love, in love, but perfect love casts out all fear, is that we're going to have to learn to not fear these people. And, and what I loved, I think Dr. King showed this in his last speech, He's, you know, he kept having this feeling that he wasn't going to make it very long, but he kept loving people. And even he felt in his life, like the death, assassination, murder of my own life, the love is so important that it's taken some of the fear out of that. I'm sure there was still some there. But the idea that there is no fear in love is what I'm, I was trying to think was like, hold on to those people you love, you know? And, and I think the biggest trick that really bothers me about these, this scapegoating, these constant, you know, uh, binary thinking is in, the, in this extreme partisanship is that it keeps us uh, from experiencing this this love that casts out all the fear, you know, because why would love need to cast out fear? Do you understand? Why would love need to cast out fear if you weren't loving people who could hurt you? If you weren't loving others that could make you feel less than human? If you uh, couldn't love those? So we, that's what I, I feel we're called to, is we're called to loving others uh, that will maybe normally would create fear in us and then saying, allowing this love to cast out that fear. I also think one of the great things that w when I did last week talking about my mom's book, I Gotta Be Me, is accepting yourself for who you are and really knowing who you are. Um, that helps a lot. So just being like, this is who I am. This is what you get. And this is what I, that's how I do on Sundays. I mean, I, I did a thing uh, talking about a talk recently and I didn't use very good notes and all this stuff. And someone was like, oh, why didn't you use notes? And I felt really uncomfortable when they said that. And I was like, oh. But at the same time, I remember thinking ahead of time, like, you know, I don't really need these because this is who I am and I'm just going to be me. You know, if you want a pastor who's polished and use notes, man, I know a ton of those guys. Go, go, go do it. Go, you know, or a leader, or person you want to talk to or hear speak. Turn on the TED Talk, you know, go for it. You know, this is punk rock. This is art. This is, you know, this is different. Um, I, I see this as, as an expression, you know, not a, not a job. Um, I'm glad I get paid for it because it allows me to read a lot of tough books, but it's a job that I love. It allows me to communicate in ways that I feel that are connected to art and passion and love and hope. Um, so there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment. So often if we're thinking these groups going to punish us or these things, you know, no, perfect love has not, has not reached perfection if it, is, if it lives in fear. We love, and this is we love because he, being God, first loved us. Those who say, now listen to this, those who say, 
and I'm sure that people will argue this out. You know, that's the other thing is what is really bums me out about Christianity now is that uh, people just say, oh, context, oh, wrong context, <laughs> and then we're done. <laughs> and I've done it. I'm like, oh, you're using the wrong context and, and thought I was right. And, oh, no, you're using the wrong context. And it's just like, fuck. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, um, Everybody's being beat up for the Lord. <laughs> the right's being beat up for, oh, some of the left, oh. <laughs> you know, we can all just see it through our own eyes, right? So that's why I'm saying, let's like, let's like get rid of these binary way of thinking. Let's get rid of the partisanship and just be like, ah, I'm going to walk between sides. I don't really care for either side, so I'm here and I'm going to love everybody. Um, that helps me. I think you're all kind of wrong, so eh, I'm going to love you anyway. And maybe I'm wrong. Um, those who say I love God and hate their brother or sister are liars. For those who do not love their brothers or sisters whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. I really like that. It's just basically saying the point is, is like, you know, you might want to be holy. Oh, I love God. But man, if you can't love people and you're tearing down LGBTQ people, you're tearing down um, conservatives, you're tearing these people down constantly and, 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 and treating them in ways that are obviously not love, but you're saying, oh, I'm loving in truth, you know, you'll do that shit, you know, we've all had it done, like, oh, Jay, we love you, that's why we're kicking you out of the Christian school, um, <laughs> because you're not good enough to be here, you know, that's fantastic love. Um, So how can you love a God you can't see? How can you really understand spirituality? How can you love something bigger than you if you can't love people in front of you? To me, that's pretty solid. That's pretty heavy, you know, especially given the fact that a lot of the people who really do believe in a man in the sky with these thoughts and stuff often treat people horribly and do not show genuine love or they have been uh, made uh, victims of misinformation and, and have a counterfeit type of love. Um, what happens there. Um, the commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. And I have to tell you that your brothers and sisters are your conservative brothers and sisters. They're your trans brothers and sisters. Uh, they're your NRA brothers and sisters. And I'm not saying that we don't speak truth to them, but there's gotta be a different way that doesn't keep us so divided and allows us to be into a community and allows those things to come second, you know? So there you go with that. We're gonna end on five and let everybody go their way. My kids will be very excited to get out of the room. <laughs> I don't even know what, next week it's just gonna be like a blank wall behind me. Um, did I make it clear that the green shirt is because I'm feeling discombobulated and I want you guys to have a visual of that? Like, I'm not feeling like me. I'm feeling untethered. I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling nervous about the world. I'm having some feelings of apathy towards certain situations that I just don't feel like I can do and, and, and deal with. Like, you know, and thank God we all have different calls. But man, like going through like the... The housing system alone in this and just in this state which is a very liberal state and progressive state and realizing like none of these people i see in tents are going to be able to ever have a freaking house unless things change you know and wondering in my mind do i do i start working with that affordable housing so we're going to end with this um everyone who believes that jesus is the christ has been born again born of God, and everyone who loves, uh, loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this victory that conquers the world, our faith, who is in the conquest of the world, but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, one of the things I want to hit really, <laughs> there's my son. One of the things I want to hit with this, though, really quick is, 
as growing up, you know, there was a, there was a thing there was a thing about um, for the love of God is the hold on. Where we know that we are children of God when we love God and obey His commandments. Um, oh, and whenever is born of God conquers the world. Can you give me a second, buddy? I'll be there in a minute. So conquers the world. Um, and for me, growing up, it was always like it conquers the world of, you know, all the crazy R-rated movies and the, you know. But right now, look at the world of what the world is really is talking about in 2023. We're talking about. Big pharma, big government, you know, we're talking about uh, divided parties. We're talking about nuclear war. You know, this is what we're talking about in the world today. These are the things that are, we're talking about automatic weapons on our streets, killing each other. We're, you know, we're talking about people who don't want to talk about slavery in the history of our country in the school, schools anymore. You know, um, we're, we're talking about... Uh, two groups that are really headed towards some sort of a civil war, if we're not careful. Um, so when it says that for whatever is born of God conquers the world is what I'm hoping is saying is that this conquers, you know, the nuclear war, the, the, the global warming, the infighting, the hate that, you know, it might come to a point, folks, where we have to respect people's religion, even if it's not our own religion and even if it is a conservative religion. But hopefully what we can do is communicate through love is saying like, well, if you do love other people, you can't force their, your convictions onto other people. There's nothing wrong with you having those convictions. I don't agree with them. But uh, making them law is, 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 is making these people slaves to your, your convictions. Follow your own convictions. And maybe those are places that we can come with society. So this, this is a little bit of of what gives me hope, though, is enjoying time with my kids. My son has a soccer game today. We're gonna go do that, you know. Realizing when I'm 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 emptying my battery, and going and getting uh, some beef teriyaki down the street and bringing it home, and watching, you know, uh, a show. I, I I go through all different shows, you know. Uh, Perry Mason. I watched that. I liked the Perry Mason. I'm finishing up, I think, Peaky Blinders, which is wild, you know, but just coming home and eating and going like, okay, this is, I got to take care of myself a little bit, you know, I got to just, this is it, life is tough, you know, and, and realize that and that it's not up to me to save the world and it's not up to you to save the world, but here are some ideas that might help us uh, better the world and better uh, society and, um, you know, I believe it's this, but I also believe it's philosophy, I also believe it's punk rock or at least punk ethics, and um, that I'm going to continue to love. And uh, maybe a little bit of uh, good old mama, mama's influence. So I love you folks. I hope we can continue to think on this stuff. Hopefully I'll give you a little bit more of a guided, directed talk next week. But this one was really straight from feeling crazy to the point that I even used a T-shirt as a prop. I'm using props now. What's happening? So listen, hey, if you enjoy Revolution, you can go to revolutionchurch.com and there's donation button there. Our Venmo button hopefully will be working in seven days. It has taken us so long to get the Venmo set up. So I hope you Venmo donors get really happy and Venmo the hell out of us once that happens. Um, but the PayPal is up. We really could use your support. It helps us doing stuff. It gets going. I'm able to get paid my full check, which would be really nice right now since I'm uh, moving into another apartment. Uh, and have to pay bills and move and all that stuff. So that 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 my, getting my full paycheck really helps that. Um, and we're gonna have some really cool guests coming down, coming down the tube, which I'm very excited about. Uh, we're gonna have a philosopher and um, we're gonna have some other cool people too. So anyway, see you guys next Sunday. Hope you have a good day. Take care of yourself and uh, don't let all this. Uh, horror uh, get you down all right lots of love peace see you next week
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.